Hi, this is Steve Hargadon, and it is Tuesday, January 17th, 2012. Welcome to the Future of Education. Our special guest is Cheryl Nussbaum Beach. Hi, Cheryl. Hey there. So glad to be here. I know your close friends call you Sherry. I still call you Cheryl. I hope that's okay. Yeah, it's absolutely great. In fact, um, not many people call me Sherry. You're one of those few people that know that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Future of Education is sponsored by my Web 2.0 Labs project, helping give teachers a voice in the conversation, and by Blackboard Collaborate. Uh, there's a new uh, user community for those who have Blackboard, use Blackboard Collaborate at wecollaborate.com. This is just so much fun. Uh, if you're going to go to ISTE, uh, the uh, large ed tech show at the end of June, uh, we we are now kind of rebranding all of our blogger activities, and we're doing something called we're doing something called ISTE Unplugged, and ISTE Unplugged is a um, it's the packaging of all of those blogger activities. Okay. Thank you. I'm getting instructions here. So uh, ISTE Unplugged is all of the activities that we do at ISTE. Uh, we're taking uh, EduBloggerCon and we're calling it Social EdCon. Uh, we're going to have uh, what had been called ISTE Unplugged the three days of anybody can sign up to present sessions. We're now calling that ISTE Live. We've got the Bloggers Cafe and lots more fun. So uh, go to ISTEUnplugged.com. Um, we've also started something really fun called Ed Incubator. This is a chance for small startups for um, projects of interest to education to get authentic teacher audiences. PBS NewsHour is our first uh, client. And if you go to classroom20.com and you look up at Ed, Ed Incubator, PBS NewsHour is looking for educators to help them with their um, educational programming. This is really fun. I hope you'll consider doing that. And we'll send out an email about that in the next day or two. Uh, we have announced some fun conferences coming up. We're going to do a fifth anniversary celebration for Classroom 2.0. We haven't put a date on that yet, but we're very excited about that. We do have a date for a gaming and education virtual conference. It's going to be April 26th. Um, Alt-EdCon, the Alternative Education Conference, is going to be May 10th through 12th. And then the Library 2012 Conference, Future of Libraries, will be October 3rd through 5th. And our Lovely mainstay of the Global Education Conference will be November 12th through the 16th. So these are all free. hope you'll join us for these. Information will be posted at futureofeducation.com and classroom 2.0. Coming up on the interview series, uh, Thursday night, Henry Eyring is going to talk about his book, The Innovative University. He and Clay Christensen are co-authors on that book. Lee Crockett will talk next week on Literacy is Not Enough. Cable Green talks about the obviousness of open policy. David Lurcher from the Library World comes back to talk about the learning commons and personal learning environments. We have a panel on personal learning profiles. Lorette Lynn, the unplugged mom, will help us kind of kick off this alt-ed theme. Uh, and you can see many more there. Fun. David Weinberg is a new name on that list on his book, Too Big to Know. David Warlick is going to come on. Alec Koros is coming on. And we're going to talk about him a little, I think, when we talk about leadership tonight. Um, Dick Gale is going to come on and talk about appreciative inquiry and positive deviance. Oh, I'm so excited about that. 
Uh, and Joseph Grenny, one of the authors from Crucial Conversations, Change Anything, uh, Influencer, uh, is going to come on and talk about change and how we look at sources of influence for change, which I think will be really fascinating in the educational context. And our good friend Jennifer Fox comes back to heck with traditional content. She started a new school in Texas. It should be fun to talk to her. If you've missed any of the sessions, they are all recorded. Uh, and they're up in full MP3 version and um, a full Illuminate Collaborate version and MP3 as well. Uh, Mitch Perlstein talked about uh, the fragmentation of the family and its impact on education. This is a question I'm actually going to ask Cheryl tonight. Uh, Ian Jukes led us through a whirlwind tour of his material. Scott McLeod was on lots of fun. Blue Valley Caps, a terrific show if you missed that, on uh, business student partnership. Okay, this is your chance to tell us where you're listening from. I'm going to give you permissions now to modify the whiteboard. So to the left of the whiteboard, you should see some icons. You're looking for the star. Double click on it, and then click on the map. And it's lovely if you shout out in the chat as well where you are, time, temperature, weather, lots of storms coming through or starting to come through for people. Look at New Zealand while wow, you're really giving us a boost there. As many of you know, I am in Park City, Utah this year. And Rachel, yes, we've been really missing that snow up in Park City. <laughs> Look at what fun. Always fun to have a talkative, responsive group. Wherever you are listening from, or if you are listening to the recording, thanks so much for joining us. Cheryl, I've really looked forward to this session. I just can't tell you how much I enjoyed reading this book. But I want to start on a kind of a little bit of a different note, sort of a broader note. Um, what is learning? What's your definition? That's a great question. It's a question that um, actually I ask people quite a bit because I think it's so important for us to think about. But I do think it is so subjective in terms of it means something very different um, to everyone. For me, learning is something that is self-constructed. I think it learning uh, comes from the way that I construct knowledge, the way that I'm able to schematically take uh, the different experiences I've had and then tie meaning to whatever it is that I'm trying to master. I also think that learning um, is best demonstrated when I'm able to generalize whatever it is that I've been learning to other contexts that are very different. Um, so generalization, I think, has a, a great um, is a great measure of whether learning has happened or not. But learning, I guess, in a nutshell, is really the way that we make sense of knowledge and construct meaning. Um, sometimes it's a very personal, internal kind of thing. And sometimes it can be co-constructed um, if there's been the time to develop a collective intelligence along the way. So this book, The Connected Educator, and your thinking sit at a really unique period of time historically. Uh, it feels as though technology is reopening old doors and opening new ones. Um, how are how is that definition of learning different, maybe, than uh, uh, people would have given five or ten years ago? And and what's happening to our general conception of learning? 
I think that um, that learning learning probably has always been um, social. Uh, if you go back to Plato and Socrates and that kind of thing, so I don't think, I, if anything, I think we've come full circle. I think that probably somewhere in the middle, um, we got a little mixed up and started putting the focus on teaching rather than um, self-directed kind of learning. And the knowledge management tools that we have today have really enabled um, opportunities for us to be able to connect and to collaborate and to synthesize ideas with uh, very wide, diverse groups of people, such as our here tonight. And uh, so I think that, um, if anything, it's just a fantastic time to be alive because we do have such powerful tools that make it so easy to be able to uh, co-construct uh, and to collaborate on negotiation of meaning. And so I think that if, uh, if the book has a <coughs> excuse me, if the book has a certain timing to anything, it would be that um, uh, learning the way that it's situated now enables people to uh, come together in ways that they never were able to do before with just a couple clicks of a button and um, share ideas, make connections to ideas and thoughts and learning objects and individuals themselves. And I don't think that was possible before because uh, knowledge was scarce and um, the, con the, ab the ability to be able to connect to other people so easily and, sen and seamlessly just, didn't, just wasn't there. So I guess that's what I would say is, is different. So I, I see the book as sort of this collective reimagining of learning. Actually, I see the book as addressing a path to collectively reimagine learning and a path that goes through primarily educators in, in, in the bulk of the book. Um, but I want to read some quotes uh, that I pulled out from the book that, that indicate to me the degree to which you're wanting us, I believe you're wanting us to reimagine education. You quote John Holt, learning is not the product of teaching, learning is the product of the activity of learners. You say, true learning, deep retention, and knowledge construction really have little to do with school or teaching. You quote Dewey, education is a social process, education is growth, education is not a preparation for life, education is life itself. You say, schools have habitually prepared students for life by making them dependent on others to teach them rather than, pacing, than placing power over learning into learners' hands. And then you state somewhat emphatically, schools will change or become irrelevant. I say you, and of course, Lanny Laney is your 